everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball, and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello. Hello. We've got a guest with us this week. Would you like to introduce yourself, guest? Hello, everyone. It's Disney Dan here from YouTube. Uh, Super excited to look at these two minutes of Toy Story. This this weird weird two minutes of Toy Story. (laughs) Yes, we're, we're really excited to have you here. In this episode, we're going to be talking about minutes 63 and 64 of Toy Story. Are we they ready? Are, there's some, man, what really is interesting about this is an exploration in home, in home building by Pixar, these Seriously. two minutes. We do a lot of like, <laughs> it's, it's like watching HGTV, uh, but, uh, but if Pixar did it. Uh, and it's crazy because it's their first movie too, you know what I mean? So like they really like went to the inner workings of a house in this one. It's kind of funny. Right. Yeah, and also, like, how not to decorate your home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The 70s tackiness of it. Yeah. Yeah, of all of it. Yeah, it's it's also, and also just, I love the casualness of which they just play with, like, how electrical, like, how, like, how, like, lighting works. (laughs) Just like how, they just play very fast and loose with the way homes are built. Like, if a house (laughs) was built in the way that it's presented here, the the house would just fall apart. They would just fall apart. It would be a condemned (laughs) home. (laughs) Yeah, it would be a condemned home. Right, exactly. Which it might be, you know, Sid's family does not seem wealthy. So, but they're right next door to a very happy single mother uh, of two kids, uh, and in, in a very nice home. So I don't, but you know, there's always that one house in the neighborhood that's just yeah. mud instead of grass. And like their, their <laughs> yeah. backyard's full of trash and milk crates. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, all right, it's just, well, I guess there's just gotta be one. Yeah. They're the token one. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you see a kid acting out at school, the troubled youth, think about that. Like he's living in Sid's house, you know? So like yeah. get, cut that kid some slack. <laughs> All right. You'd be miserable and unhappy too. If your mom gave you milk crates for furniture. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yes. Well, these two minutes start off with baby face coming out from hiding. Woody tells him, please. He's my friend. He's the only one I've got. Babyface uses Morse code to tell the other mutant toys to come out, and they all gather around Woody. Woody says, thank you. Okay, I think I know what to do. We're going to have to break a few rules, but if it works, it'll help everybody. It then cuts to Andy's room, where the last few boxes of his stuff are being taken away on a dolly. He looks at Buzz's box, and his cowboy hat sadly sighs and then walks out of the room. Poor Andy. I feel bad for him. He just lost his two favorite toys. I know. And, like, I remember moving when I was about his age and that, um, like, that feeling of, like, I better make sure I have all my toys and everything or else everything, it's going to be lost forever in the move. Right, yeah. I've had that happen when I was 10. I had to make sure I had everything. And even then, you know, you don't pick up everything and it just gets lost. Mm -hmm. Wait, he had a birthday party right before he moved? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, that was what. That's a um, night, that sounds like a nightmare as a parent. That sounds like a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> well, when Woody first finds out about the birthday party and tells the other toys, I think Ham actually is, or yeah, Ham actually says, "What is his mom losing her marbles?" And he's and Woody's like, "Well, she obviously wanted to have the party before the move." And yeah, now right. that I think about it, I'm like, "Why would you want that?" <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of stress. And also how, but, but there's time progresses. Time progresses when, when Woody, sh when Buzz shows up, right? Like there's a montage or two of him playing like days pass, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we don't exactly have an amount of time that passes, but we know that time does pass. Yeah. It's at least a, f a few days. Something right. like and that. And her home is fully decorated at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then just days later, it's fully packed up. There's no way there's not already like a trash bag on top of that fake tree in the hallway. You know, like there's no way that like stuff isn't already starting to be staged to move. Right. This is such, such an unrealistic plot. I mean, to be fair, some people do move like that. They procrastinate till the last minute. Right, right. <laughs> but but not a but not a single mother of two, Bianca. Come on. <laughs> when is she gonna have the time? Excuse me, but I've moved an entire house, a two-story house, in ten days from state to state. And that's because my brother had a five pound limit where he couldn't lift anything. So I had to do all the heavy lifting. Oh, no. <laughs> and she also like, I feel like we've talked about this before, but she also like lets him put out like all of his new Buzz Lightyear comforter on his bed and all his new posters and, and everything. Like that's true. Right before they're about to move. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, uh, this, this seems, there's a lot of plot holes just in terms of like, Andy's got a bad mom, I think, a little bit. Just a scatterbrained <laughs> mom. Just not, she's just not the best. But uh, God bless her. She's doing the best she can. She's a single mother of two, all right? We've theorized that she's a drug dealer. Because, oh, <laughs> because oh, of God. the whole thing at the gas station. When they go to the gas station, they just like go inside to pay. And then they, they come out and they don't actually like, pump any gas they just leave <laughs> well right well you're you're seeing this off in the perspective of the toys and they're an unreliable narrator all right, right. They're toys you know so <laughs> you're you know you don't really know what's going on i guess i guess did they even move we don't even know we really don't know <laughs> oh man the whole truck chase scene was just a lie <laughs> <laughs> all right, so but I gotta so I gotta we, we have to talk though about all of the mutant toys. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. But the the what's amazing to me about these toys are that Ducky has the voice of Donald Duck, but yes. he is he is a non-IP based duck pez dispenser strapped onto a bodybuilder with a spring <laughs> on his butt. So like nothing about that says like where where did we get Donald's voice in in in, in all of this? Like where did that even remotely come from? It's one of my first bigger questions. <laughs> my guess would be they just went, oh, well, his name is Ducky and he's got a duck head. So I, I guess he would sound like Donald Duck. I don't know. Disney's overshadowing everything. They're like, that duck's going to have Donald's voice. <laughs> Well, yeah, I really do wonder if, like, like at a certain point of the process, they're like, "Oh, we gotta give, we gotta give, uh, we gotta give Ducky Donald's voice because um, this is a Disney project or something, something, some last minute thing, or maybe it was always from the beginning, and and they just no one objected because Disney owned it. I don't know. It just is all. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. It's just so. And then, of course, Babyface. Des, have we have we checked the Morse code? What does what does Babyface say? I looked it up, and um, it, he's saying "RR come out," which apparently "RR" can either stand for like Roger or received. So he's just telling the other toys to come out. Okay, and so the other toys 
um, don't speak English or they don't, they only speak in Morse code <laughs> or like they don't have ears. Cause some of them do have ears. If you look at them like mm-hmm. roller Bob sporting a pair of ears, roller Bob can hear and make his own decisions. You know, uh, roller Bob's a roller skate uh, guy strapped to, you know, but like yes. they have ears. So like, why are we, why? Like there's just, there's just so many things unanswered <laughs> about these toys. Cause we see how to, we've seen, Andy's bedroom. So we've seen the toy, like, you know, the toy hierarchy. We've seen how toys hold council meetings. We've seen how toys communicate. And so now we're seeing, now we're seeing like a different side of like toy council where no Mm -hmm. one speaks. It's, it's all very, it's all very like tribal and, and bizarre. And like, there's just like, it's all very like, like zoo enclosure. Like they're not even it's it, it's it's this bizarre social commentary on uh, the differences between peoples, right? Yeah, and and it's like, what did Sid do to them that they can't talk like like normal they took a toys? Vow of silence or something? <laughs> they also we talked about before. They also like their faces don't move in any way. Like their mouths don't open and close. I think baby faces like one good eye opens and closes, but that's. That's kind of it. Like they yeah, don't make like, different do expressions. You need a voice box in your? Do you need? Does your toy need to have the ability to speak for you to have the ability to speak? Because if that's the case, how is Bo Peep talking? Like you know, like how how do half these? Like if your toy makes noise, does that give you the ability to speak? Because if that, you know what I mean, like what uh, uh, things just don't add up to me, guys. <laughs> they just don't. Or they're not adding up for me. Yeah, maybe well, also. I mean, it could be because Sid doesn't talk for his toys. You know how Andy, when he's playing, it's like an actual scenario and he's talking for oh. them. Sid doesn't, so he they don't have a voice. Oh. But then, like, Forky is just, you know, some pieces of trash and he can talk. <laughs> Well, but I guess Bonnie be, did like play with him. To Bianca's point, yep, Bonnie did play with him and gave gave Forky vo- a voice. Wow! <laughs> but then, well, well, Stinky Pete was like stuck in his box. Although I guess he could, he did open it up, so maybe he had gotten out before. Stinky but he Pete has a voice, with. though. Does yeah. Stinky Pete have a voice? Yeah, does he, he have, does. Like, voice, he has a like, pull string. <clears throat> right so that 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 so there's there are layers to it and and so forky forky is similar to all forky is this most this is has more in common with all of sid's toys than any of the other toys in the um in the franchise and so it's interesting we establish the lore that brings forky to life here in this segment of the toy story movie and we're kind of it's kind of implied oh if, if any child n- doesn't matter how messed up they are um, uh, plays with something and gives it gives it life. It will it will receive that energy. But if they can't, if oh man, man, my brain's breaking. You have to write. <laughs> I'm gonna write a video essay about this. Please do. <laughs> yes. Oh man. But I I also love hearing. I mean, this isn't. I don't think this. It's not the first time in the movie that Woody is called Buzz's friend. But it's it's just a really nice. Um, I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's a really nice moment when he, like, after this entire movie of, like, being such a jerk to Buzz, you know, he realizes that he's literally, he's, like, the only friend he has left. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, friendship, you know, sure, this this movie's definitely about friendship, but let's also talk about how this movie is about how houses are not built like this. You can't <laughs> crawl into a vent in your bedroom and end up in the gable end of your front porch uh, uh, above the light fixture. If your house was built like that, A, you'd have a, like, you just have the worst insulation hit in the history of, like, you'd be, you know, like your mom's like, close the door, we're not air conditioning the neighborhood. Well, in this case, you literally would be air conditioning the neighborhood. That's also assuming that Sid has air conditioning, central air in this dump of a house, which probably he doesn't. But he has some kind of central air, some kind of forced air system, because they're climbing into the air vents of the house. Uh, Pixar, this is not how houses are built, honey. We got to have a, if your house was built like this, it would fall apart. It would fall apart. You can't just take a whole light fixture and just lift it out of the hole and just be like, well, okay, now we've got a hole to look through. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. And I can't even, I can't, like, I can't even take a screw with my fingers and, like, twist it, you know? And you're telling me that these, like, little hunks, if I were to try to, like, loosen a screw with a Barbie hand, it'd snap right <laughs> off, you know? There's no way that this, this these flimsy plastic things are allowing them to do any kind of the maintenance and, like, serious construction work needed to, like, make this house, like, this, like, horror house of toys. Oh, my God. I cannot sleep if I think too much about this house. <laughs> Well, as far as like the the shape and like overall design of the house goes, it was apparently uh, based on Pete Doctor's attic because oh, his really? attic was being renovated, and like the way it was, like the roof was cut and it was shaped was really weird. And so I oh, they decided to base Sid's house on that. Okay, so interesting. So Pete Doctor's house was getting work done. So he took a bunch of pictures of it and brought it in and they used all that for texturing and like and to design the 3D space. That's wild. Okay, I mean, that answers a lot of questions though. Because Pete Doctor just sees a couple some wires and a few cut two by fours. He's like, hmm, I've got it figured out. It's like, yeah, Pete, just worry about the inner inner working emotional narrative of children, all right? Stop worrying about how houses are built. Because it's you're not getting anything put together, man. <laughs> oh man I also I also love how Woody just instantly moves in and he's just like alright we need to now start laying out he just like pulls dominoes like there's Woody's just remaking just going around Sid's room just gathering all the resources it's like it's like could you like having a, that one friend that comes over and like opens all your drawers you know what I mean just like it's like they're looking for silver they don't ask you where the silver is they just they just, just open all the drawers to find the silver it's like whoa 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 don't open all my drawers don't take my dominoes to make a, a floor plan of how we're gonna ask first woody jeez <laughs> also like babyface kind of seems like he's sort of the leader of sid's mutant toys so Woody's just walking in and taking over babyface is indestructible he's made of one of those solid bar baby heads you've seen those things you could run over one of those with a truck and it still pop back open to like you know and he's made of metal he's like he's literally like the iron man of <laughs> sid's toys he's indestructible and <laughs> But I like so, of the course, way... he has dominance. Of course, he has dominance. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was implying. He's indestructible, yeah. <laughs> so he has dominance. You just blow You just blow the wrong way at that, like, fishing line <laughs> with legs. That thing's going to fall apart. But not Babyface, all right? That thing is a unit. And the fact that we haven't seen Baby... The fact that, like, Babyface wasn't the one that crawled out of the, the, the garbage to save the toys in Toy Story 3 or something is a shame. It's all a sham. Where is... Ba Bring Babyface back. <laughs> I know. I want them to bring all the mutant toys back somehow. Really I don't know should. how. 
They should have done it in Toy Story 3. That would have been really good for them to come out of the garbage. How, right, right. Or how great would it be if it turns out that Sid grows up to be like this, like, 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 massive toy design like this crazy toy designer like he ends up designing toys and so there's a museum in the toy place full of all of the toys full of all the mutant toys that he made as a kid and then we work that way then they all escape you know like woody breaks them out or something you know something stupid (laughs) we'll figure it out we'll figure out yellow shoes give me a call (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite of the mutant toys is um his name is pump boy the little yellow car that has like arms for wheels yeah. And I I love the way he walks because it's like he almost walks like a little insect or something. And then if yeah. you listen closely, like the sound he makes when he's walking on the ground, it just it sounds like someone was just like tapping their fingers on a table or something. It's just like I don't know if you can if yeah, that, that, hear it, but. that car with with baby arms. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, it's like. And it's not just, it's not, they're thick baby arms too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's mm-hmm. like that baby from Toy Story 3 or is yes. it Toy Story 2? 3. It's Toy, Toy Story, Story 3. 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big baby, right? It's like that aggressive baby. Ooh, <laughs> aggressive but like, <laughs> but he's like Maui and he halfway turned into a car, you know? And so like, it's, it's, re- oh man. Yeah. It, the sound, sure, sure. It's cute that you love the sound effects. <laughs> Macy, <laughs> it's great that you love the sound effects, Macy, but. It's going to haunt my dreams now that I just fast forward to that part of the scene <laughs> and looked at the thick legs, the thick legs and the thick arms crawling out of that thing. Ooh, oh, my gosh. You're going to hear the tapping in your dreams now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it Absolutely. is disturbing, but I think it's I just think it's neat at the same time. One of the I've I've mentioned it a couple times before on the podcast, but one of the weirdest pieces of Toy Story merchandise I've ever seen was a wallet from Hot Topic that had Pump Boy on it and just said, in all caps, what? And a bunch of question marks. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I would I would use that wallet for sure. Uh, and Pump Boy is the name of the car with arms? That's what yes. Woody calls him, yeah. Because he says, like, Pump Boy here, whatever he says. When he's telling them all where what to a, go. What a weird name. And like, who is and who is giving them all these? It must be Woody because I none of them can Woody, talk. And yeah. Woody doesn't know Morse code. So it's not like Woody could like decipher that. He must be just dishing names out. Like, like you know, one of those one of those people you meet that just like will not learn your name, but just call you sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like giving everybody <laughs> pet names. It's just like, all right, Woody, it wouldn't take that much work to just learn everyone's real names. All right. Right. Oh, my gosh. And all the toys are probably probably internalizing in themselves they're like that's not yeah. my name my name is steve pump, pump boy <laughs> pump boy what does that say about me what does that mean woody what am i doing pump boy that's so strange <laughs> like, where does that even where do you like look at a car with legs and get the name pump boy from what if I know, it's a what, woman? <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look at Woody out here misgendering a car with arms. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! I also really love uh, one of the most terrific things about all of the character designs is Roller Bob, which is the 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 guy uh, on the skateboard, and he is just—you can literally see the three screws they use to like 
push them in. That always bothers me. It's like yeah. it's like uh, you can see like the drywall screws they used to, that Sid used to screw the thing uh, to the skateboard. Oh my gosh, these things are so so weird. They mm-hmm. are. They're very weird. Sid needs help, man. He needs to talk to somebody. He needs a therapist for sure. Especially after what happens to him a few minutes from now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sid also needs a mattress protector. His mattress is just completely oh, exposed. Gosh. Yes, we did oh, talk yes. about that. It's our least favorite thing. <laughs> He's going to get bed bugs. He's going to get bed bugs. It's going yes. to happen. Do we know where Toy Story t- It's got to be in California, right? Southern California. It like hardly ever rains. It's always sunny, right? Like, is that where Andy lives? Well, More I mean, than likely, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in Toy Story 2, they mentioned that it's um, the tri state area. That's all they say. I think it comes up in the Buzz Lightyear commercial in this movie. Oh, it too. is the tri state area. It Interesting. Is. I live in the tri state area, but oh, anything could be a tri state area. Yeah. If it's an area within three states, that's the other thing. <laughs> we call New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, the tri-state area. But there are other states where three states kiss, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, do we have anything else to say about that section or are we ready to move on? Hold on. I, I, was, just, I was just scrolling through. I, I, I can't with the carpet. I know exactly how that carpet feels in his room. That carpet that's like bizarrely. And oh my God, you're so right. Sid's house is decorated like a lunatic lives inside of it. Someone who is losing their sense of reality. Oh my God. There's like um, different wallpapers on the same wall. In the, on the same wall, on the same wall. And, 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 and Sid's room's covered in paneling. So you know that the wallpaper is just over top of the paneling. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, um, I can't, I can't with it. Oh, and it has popcorn. He's popcorn ceilings. Such yep. a str- oh, just so many strange choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it really highlights how Andy's room is literally nothing but just patterns, just like mm-hmm. this, just like this is, but mm-hmm. it's done in a, in a, I guess like when, when that, when patterns are done in a bright, fun kind of like clean way we just accept them but then when we see grungy like strange patterns suddenly we are very like we're just like oh no oh absolutely not that's amazing this is a it's a fun two it's a fun two minutes it's a fun two minutes because it really does show that woody is a good leader he is a, mm-hmm. he, he is very good at like seeing and understanding his tribe and knowing knowing like what he has to work with. He is a, he's a very very good leader. He's just an, he's just arrogant and he's mm-hmm. he's very self centered. He's a little bit of a narcissist, but he is a good leader. That, that, that there still he has good qualities. And this is these two minutes show that he knows how to rally. He really knows how to get it done. Well, right. I guess the next two minutes show that he knows how to execute. But he here he knows how to rally. He really he gets he gets he makes a plan and. And it's a plan that works, all right? It's foolproof. Yeah. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I dig it. I, can't, I, love, I love this section. This is a great two minutes of Toy Story. It is. Uh, are we ready to continue now? Yes. Sure, okay. let's. On we go. At 41 seconds, the camera moves through Andy's window to show Sid's backyard. Sid comes out of the shed carrying supplies and saying, Houston Division Control, come in control. Launch pad is being constructed and drops the stuff 
on the ground around Buzz. Inside Sid's house, Scud growls outside Sid's bedroom door while Woody gives orders to the mutant toys using a set of dominoes as a visual aid. Woody says, all right, listen up. I need Pump Boy here, Ducky here, Legs, and then Legs marches forward in response, and Woody says, you're with Ducky. Roller Bob and I don't move till we get the signal, clear? The toys all nod in agreement, and Woody stands and says, okay, let's move. Oh, man, the tensions are rising. It's getting really intense now. I I realized that when um when Woody says like legs and then legs kind of walks forward like this the sound that the legs make is kind of in the same rhythm as like it, it's like she's it's like she's supposed to be saying like sir yes sir yeah oh really yeah <laughs> I hadn't noticed the that foley artists yesterday. have a lot of fun with this the, the foley artists must have had so much fun with uh with these with these characters they all make really weird noises they're they all spo- <laughs> some spooky noises yeah pump I know pump boy specifically you know you you like you like the sounds of his little mitts but man that that one that makes just an endless ringing bell sound no thanks hard pass <laughs> which one is that I think the, the one that rolls with the head on it or something. Oh, yeah. Jingle Joe, yeah. Jingle Joe, Lord <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Such a great name. He sounds Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. He does sound Christmassy. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, so he's playing with Domino's. Man, Domino Masters on uh, on Fox. Really great show right now. Having a lot of fun with that. Uh, we, I, now I have a bunch of Domino's in the house because my kids are obsessed <laughs> with Domino's. And they're like, what are you like? What are Domino's for other than this, Dad? I'm like, I'm not I'm not really sure if you want to be honest. Uh, so but it's not just Domino's. It's also like, is there, are they Mahjong tiles or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's not just Domino's. He like there's also Sidsrick weirdly into mahjong for some weird reason. <laughs> it's like, what is going on in this house? Why I have I, I've never touched physical mahjong tiles outside of Mm-mm. like outside of maybe seeing one in the windows of Chinatown. Like my mahjong is exclusively digital, clicking, you know, on that you know Windows ninety five mahjong or maybe yeah. it's ninety eight. You know, and I might not even be saying mahjong right. You know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel like he gets a lot of his stuff from like yard sales or like the mom was really into weird stuff and she just kept all of it in the attic. So he just scrounges through all her stuff. Mm, Mom's a hoarder. Well, no, we've seen the attic of Sid's place. It's very empty. That's true. Maybe because he put all this stuff into his room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, perhaps, 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 perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. Oh my gosh. So I I checked to see if um like the dominoes were actually laid out like like Sid's backyard and if like the places that Woody points to for them to go are actually like where they go and as far as I can tell it is like that's a great ad- attention to detail from from Pixar there that is really, oh, really? good yeah. I love that. Well, I mean, you know, they those toys sit at the window and they're looking at his backyard all the time. So they have yeah. like Woody's got a good intimate knowledge of of the surroundings, you know. It's like it's like the song that you know, the the cage bird sings, you know, like that's Woody, <laughs> man. He's just sitting there in the window looking out, wishing he could be there, and then of course he gets his wish. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know. I didn't have much to say about this section. <laughs> We kind of already talked about the the stuff I had written down. 
Oh, sorry, I talked too much. All right, oh, no, well, then what's the next section? <laughs> where where they fine. go into the ducks, right? The next section's the ducks section. The next section's the, the diehard section, the John McClane section. <laughs> yes. Uh, do we want to move on to that part? Yes. Okay. So at one minute, eight seconds, Legs and Ducky open up the vent and walk through the air ducts. Woody gets on Roller Bob's skateboard and yells, Wind the frog! And Pump Boy does so. Legs and Ducky enter part of the ceiling where a light fixture is, and Babyface, Rockmobile, and Hand in the Box prepare to open the bedroom door. Rockmobile, which is like the bug that's on top of the um, the Rocky figure, <laughs> um, Rockmobile and Pump Boy both signal that they're ready, and Woody gives them a thumbs up. Legs and Ducky lift up the light fixture on the porch, and Ducky sticks his head through to make sure the coast is clear. Woody holds up his hand and says, wait for the signal, and Ducky hooks himself onto Legs' fishing line, jumps through the hole, and starts to swing back and forth. And that's the end of the two minutes. Boy, the tension is so high here. The tension, <laughs> mm-hmm. it really builds. Like, we, this is Ocean's Eleven, like, <laughs> like complicated layers of doings, you know? Like, like we can't go until this thing goes, so this thing goes. No, it's just a kid. There's no, like, ultimate reveal at the end. Like, oh, we tricked you. Like, we're watching everything that happens. But, man, tensions are high. I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm like, ooh, are they going to do it? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, a toy dangling from a string does not have enough force to press a doorbell. Doesn't no. <laughs> yeah, that thing is way too light. That thing weighs maybe a third of an ounce of plastic. Although, I don't know, man, it's got those baby arms on it. Where <laughs> is Sid fighting the surplus of baby arms? Lord Jesus, there are baby arms on everything. Old Sid baby arms. Man. <laughs> He's probably just ripping them off of Hannah's baby dolls. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Or maybe oh he's just gosh. going to that section of, like, Michael's where they just have baby arms. <laughs> and he's just getting a lot. Ugh. Thrift stores, and- I know. Have you actually seen, like, at thrift stores and antique stores, they just have bags of, like, baby parts? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Baby it's part so bags. Yeah, he, he just Whoa. goes and buys all the baby part bags. Yeah, and no one's like, "Hey, kid, what are you doing?" No one's just like, uh, "I don't know, kid. I don't think you need these." Like, <laughs> and you come in here every Thursday and leave with a bag of baby parts. That's something. Something weird's going on. A little concern in there. He's got a lot of questionable things in his room. Like he's yeah. got a hot glue gun. Um, I had a hot glue gun in my room. That's not questionable. You got arts and <laughs> for crafts. like a ten year old. No, that for seems a ten year old. He love well. You we, you got to get him a low heat, and you just say don't touch the tip. That's all. That's all. That's all the safety he needs. And Sid is doing some real. He's got firearms. Like he's got like explosives, and you're worried about a hot glue gun. He's strapping <laughs> buzz to fireworks. And you're like, ooh, I don't know. He might be able to glue two things together at a mild temperature. <laughs> I mean, the glue gun was just the first thing I thought of, but yeah. <laughs> Who is letting him buy, like, this giant firework? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I feel like his parents don't know the things that he purchases. So when he goes to get the package, that's why he runs and, like, grabs it and runs really quick back to his room. I don't know. Right. Well, or maybe Sid has an absentee father like Andy does, but like Andy's dad's not present. Sid's dad is present, but he's just absent, you know, like emotionally. And right. so he drinks a lot. He buys a lot of explosives. He's usually passed out and Sid just has free access to his garage and whatever nonsense he's up to. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 
Very concerning father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but man, I and I love the way the house looks. This house looks like a house. That's the other thing about like, sure, it's in the tri-state area, but this looks like a house from Southern California. Like they, there are no houses in in the Northeast that have like adobe roofs, like you know, like clay roofs with like like a pueblo with like with like mud, like with, you know, with like with like the stu- with like open tubes into yeah. their attic, like where that you know, <laughs> like you can, you can like that, that. No, that's not. We, our house, our, all of our attics would be full of squirrels if we have that all right just be just be squirrels and bats you just can't put tubes into your attic all right it's so <laughs> bizarre you can't put clay tubes into your attic so um yeah 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 yeah. but hey uh looks like a beautiful neighborhood minus the front sid's of the house ha- well, but the thing is the front of sid's house does not match the back of sid's house like Mm-mm. the front of sid's house looks very nice it's like it's like this does not look like the front door of a, the lunatics that live inside you know their but house is a mullet <laughs> it is a mullet they have a mullet house oh my god that's oh, great man. i feel bad for anyone in that neighborhood too having to deal with sid Constantly blowing things up in the backyard. Yes. And cackling. (laughs) Um, I feel like they may have called the police several times. (laughs) And they're just so used to it. Probably. Oh, yeah. The police get called on this house several times. This, yeah, it's They they know this. They know this house. (laughs) They know this house. They're just like, oh, God, not this house again. Right. But um, when they go through the vents, it just makes me wonder, why didn't they just, why didn't they escape through the vent sooner? Like, Woody and Buzz could have just undid the screw, gotten out of there, just, like, got up through. Yeah, and also very clean vents for such a filthy, strange house, all right? (laughs) Vents are not that clean, all right? I guess for storytelling, they got to be. But, man, they are going through a lot of mites and dead skin cells and hair Mm -hmm. and, you know, pet dander. Like, they've got a pet in there. All kinds of weird stuff going to be in those vents, man. All (laughs) kinds of weird stuff. I don't think the vents in, um, like, in Toy Story 2 in Al's apartment building were that dirty either. Right. Yeah, no, they're pretty none clean. Of, none of them. Yeah, and that's all. That's so unrealistic. That's so ungrounded. <laughs> In this movie about toys coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. The accuracy yep. of it is not. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar has to draw a line somewhere where they need to be consistent. Yes. Yeah. You can't get me photorealistic of things that don't aren't realistic. <laughs> Um, so in the, in the audio commentary, they talked about how, you know, Joss Whedon was one of the writers for this movie and he wrote the line, um, wind the frog and everybody just liked it so much that they created this whole frog character just based on that one line, which I mean, say what, say what you will about Joss Whedon and there's a lot of things to say about him, but you know, he could come up with some funny stuff, but wind the frog. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. I love that line. It makes me laugh I, I love, every time. This this is a great great two minutes for, and I I love 
I love that they, um, well, that's that's ultimately how these movies get made, though. Is it's storyboarding, it's building on things, it's 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 just you're they're storyboarding so relentlessly that characters just get born out of nothing. So it's so yeah. it's so great. It's so cool to see. It's so great to know that like that character just got born out of just a line, a throwaway line that a writer threw into the room. And this is like, well, that line goes in, and now we need a character for that. Yep. I love that. That's so cool. It is. Also, in the uh, audio commentary, they talked about how in the original script, one of the characters was going to like go out through the vent. There's going to be like this noise, and then a Barbie doll comes screeching through, dressed like um, like in a pink Corvette, dressed like Linda Hamilton from Terminator Two, <laughs> and she was going to really? like yes, and she was supposed to like grab Woody and then say like come with me if you want to live, and then like she would drive like driving past the dog like out to the backyard, and the dog would chase them, and then Woody would say, "Oh boy, Woody was supposed to say something like, I wish I was anatomically correct." <laughs> Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> oh my <Yes>. god. <laughs> oh no, that's crazy. That's hilarious. Oh gosh. I mean, it, it is really funny. I mean, and there's plenty of adult jokes in this movie, but I feel like that might have been crossing a line just a little bit. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a little bit, that would have been a lot, I think. That would have been a lot. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but then Mattel uh, didn't want them to use Barbies in the movie, so... That part. Oh, right. That cut. wasn't until Barbie didn't come until three, right? Right. There were Barbies in Toy no, wait, Story no, in two. two yeah. Also in the the toy aisle. In the there was a oh, tour guide right. Barbie. But they, they were just they were just oh that's right that's right it was in the toy store it was just yeah. a very throwaway just a throwaway moment it was just a cameo. Barbie yeah, and then, Barbie's like a character in three. Yeah. yeah, and then there was like I think uh, during. Um, Wheezy's song, You've Got a Friend of Me, he had, like, some Barbie backup singers. Oh, yeah. He does. Wearing the really glittery dresses. Yes, that's really cute. Hello, yeah. Barbie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that, I'm glad that Bar- Mattel uh, wised up. But, I mean, like, Mattel, good call not having that be a bit in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. That would have changed plenty of things for Toy Story. <laughs> Yep. Well, I think that's about all I have for these two minutes. Do any of you guys have anything you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, No, I think we mentioned pretty much everything for this, this clip. How about you, Dan? Um, I am. I think that we covered this clip top to bottom. We really talked about how it was not a good representation of home construction in any way, shape, or form. And we also we also learned a lot about Sid's absent dad and uh, his lax the lax parenting that uh, has has resulted in some really interesting decisions. So uh, yeah, I think yes. we learned a lot. We learned a lot in these two minutes. It's very informative two minutes. Yes. Very. Well, I guess we will go ahead and wrap it up then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I don't know if this is not a video podcast, but I was waving just (laughs) in case anyone anyone was watching. (laughs) If anyone can see us through the podcast. (laughs) Hey, you don't know what the future will bring, guys. True.
All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 